0: a lake. She is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wide awake. Captured in the moment by the beauty all around her. There's nowhere else that she would rather be. Hello and welcome. This is Karen Modokitis and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, happy Friday. How are you doing? I am jumping up for joy because for a while there, I was thinking there was something wrong with my iTunes account for the show, how she really does it, because I hadn't seen any new reviews. And I thought, hmm, what's going on? And iTunes is changing things up. So one thing for sure, make sure you go and subscribe. We don't need to waste our precious brain juice on remembering to come back and grab the shows. Like I don't waste brain juice on what days of the week are my television shows or the podcast that I want. I have it all automatically set up. It's the fall of the season premieres have been happening, and then when I have time on my schedule, I can go into my TiVo and watch the show. Or on my schedule, I can go into my iTunes account, my podcasting app, and listen to the shows that I listen to without having to remember, without having to miss anything. So make sure you go and subscribe, hit that subscribe button. And then the other thing is that I'm so excited. Yippee skippy! I have a big shout out for Leadership Delta. She left in a review and talked about why she loved the show and what she gets from it. So thank you so much, Leadership Delta, for taking your time. I it's not easy, but these reviews are really, really important because it helps. iTunes have some sort of algorithms, right? We live in this day of algorithms and all sorts of stuff, and I don't really understand it, but you help the show by sharing it. I know many of you share it with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and you have coffee talk talks around the show, and that's awesome. And if you can go and leave a review, that's even more fantastic. And it's just fun for me to hear from you. And so go to the iTunes reviews. There's a link in the show notes. Today, I'm going to be talking about this reaction that we have when bad things happen in our lives, because bad things will happen. I know we don't want it. We think that we can avoid it and we think we can protect ourselves. I used to have a belief of if I could just be highly educated, if I could be successful, if I could be this, if I could be that, I'll be safe. And what I've really learned in life is I have bad news for you all. We're not safe. We're going to be vulnerable. There's uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk constantly in our lives, but we are so resilient and we're so much stronger than we understand. But when those bad things happen, what do we often say? It's usually this little voice in the back of our heads that say, this shouldn't be happening. You with me? Does that voice in the back of your head say that? And I used to have that all the time. This shouldn't be happening. How often do you hear yourself saying that? Pay attention. And it could be a problem with work while you're on vacation. How many of us have had that? It could be your spouse has had an affair. I've been coaching clients through this one just this week alone with a couple of them. It could be, and this happens quite often in my house, it could be your teenager not doing what they're supposed to be doing. This has already happened three times today. This shouldn't be happening. That can be the knee jerk reaction how does that work for you when you believe that belief? It's a belief. This shouldn't be happening. It's a sentence. It's a belief. And when we go into that, what happens is we become defensive. We shut down. We start to go, this shouldn't be happening. And we fondle that. And I know for me, I used to indulge in that story constantly of this shouldn't be happening. And I would argue with it and I would get upset. I would actually in my brain start to fantasize and this is what I mean by indulging in the drama, I would fantasize about how I could have done it differently. And if I could just go back and replay it, re-edit it, it'd be kind of like redoing a podcast saying, oh, I don't really like that. Let me go hit rewind, cut it out, and then re-record. That is not real life. Real life does not have a re-record. We've already gone through it. So when we argue with reality, we are just indulging in the drama. It's not helping us. And we don't feel very good. Now, here's the thing. I used to have this core limiting belief of I'm a loser. And maybe yours is that you're not enough, or that there's something wrong with you. And that's why of course these things are happening. Well, that my friend is when we're rooted in shame, that voice of I'm not enough, like I'm a loser is just code word for shame. I didn't know what shame was. And, but that's what it was. And we can also have the feeling of fear, like, oh my gosh, I'm in danger, I'm in danger, or my family's in danger, right? And often we're not in danger, or we can fantasize about the fact that, oh my gosh, if this doesn't go well, my family's gonna be living down on a river, you know, in a van. How often have you had those thoughts? Like, we can go into so great of catastrophizing. We're so good at dress rehearsing tragedy and catastrophizing the worst case scenarios. And that's what happens when we start to argue with this shouldn't be happening. And we are in shame and fear. And then we just defend ourselves and we're armoring up. Maybe you're hiding away. Maybe your defense is to just get small and to go hide away. Maybe it's to numb. For me, it was three bowls of ice cream. For some people, it's drinking alcohol. For some people, it's getting engaged in work and running away from this problem. But it doesn't help us solve the problem it is just an obstacle. Whatever is happening is an obstacle, right? It doesn't mean that, oh, I'm going to accept the fact that my spouse had an affair and that's okay. That's not what I'm saying. The fact is if your spouse had an affair, one is you want to feel all the feelings that you're feeling. You're going to feel shame, anger, frustration, sadness, betrayal. There's going to be so many feelings and you feel it. And I know you're sitting here saying, Corinne, none of this sounds good. This is horrible. I don't want to feel these feelings. I want to protect myself. I want to live in an ivory tower. I want to be safe. I understand that I am here with you. But the thing I've learned in my life and as a coach and working with all my clients is that when we can feel our emotions, we can actually move through them instead of trying to outrun them because I don't care what continent you've gone to. Wherever you go, there you are, and those unprocessed feelings. And the problem with those unprocessed feelings is that they will fester and grow, and then they become really difficult and painful and can create a lot of problems. And that's where we see people sabotaging themselves or their relationships or so on and being really destructive. So we don't want to go to that end. Instead, what we want to do is feel the feelings, feel where it feels in your body, I understand and these are just bad feelings and the more that you can become comfortable with the uncomfortable, you become what I call resilient and that is the ability to fall down and get back up and I know we don't want that, right? We can sit here and talk about Carol Dweck's growth mindset and say, isn't that fantastic and yes, that's the way to live and that's the way to practice and growth mindset's about falling down, getting back up. We love Brene Brown's Rising Strong where you fall down and you get back up but we don't actually like to live it and practice it. That's the irony in all of this. But if you do and you fall down and you learn to get back up, what happens is that you will become so much stronger than you ever thought. And you will realize that these are all learning opportunities. And I get it. There are days that none of us need any more learning opportunities. I get it, right? Some days it can be like, wow, this is just a lot that keeps coming and coming and coming. And then we have that other thought of, when am I going to get a break? (laughs) Right? Which isn't helpful either. So instead, we want to be able to fall down and get back up. And the way to do that is by feeling your feelings, unpacking the stories and the belief that this situation triggers within you. So for me, when my ten- teenagers don't do what I've asked them to do or what they've agreed to do, it's so easy for me to lose my own back and say, oh, I'm a bad mom. Or for my clients whose spouses have had an affair, it's so easy for them to say, oh, see, I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't a good enough provider. Whatever it may have been, it's that whole enough thing. And unpack these stories and, and really see, and like, is there really truth to that? Is there truth? The other thing is that as you fall down and you, you're working on getting back up, it gives you the opportunity to reach out for support. And I know it's really, really hard to ask for help and it's scary. It's really what it is. It's vulnerable because what if somebody says no? What if they laugh at your situation saying, seriously? You think that is hard? What about this? This is way harder, which isn't empathetic and not helpful. And maybe what you need to do instead is go find somebody else to be in your support seats, right? But eventually, you're going to be able to move through it. And after you move through it, then you can figure out what it is you want. Like in the scenario of the affair, do you want to be in this marriage? Are you willing to overcome this tremendous obstacle, this betrayal, and move through it and build something new? Are you willing to forgive? Or are you needing to end things and move on? But until you do the processing of the feelings, of all the stories, getting support from people who've earned the right to hear your story, you can't move through it. And when we argue with reality and we say, this shouldn't be happening, that's what's happening. We're shutting it down. We're pushing it down instead of actually going through the process of moving through it, of evolving through the situation. And that's why it becomes destructive. That's why what we resist continues to persist. So this idea of this shouldn't be happening really gets in our way. And one of the things that I had to do was that was my knee-jerk response. Whenever something bad happened, it could be a work situation and, you know, this shouldn't be happening. Because the the other part of the voice was, if you were a better person, if you were really good, Corinne, if you were really smart, you wouldn't have these problems, right? These problems are because you're such a loser. Those are the mean voices in the back of my head. All that did was indulge in the drama and allow the critic to come out and beat the crap out of myself and for me not to feel good and then to go and numb and hide away. And it could be with Netflix. It could be the three bowls of ice cream, whatever the vice may be. And then it could also be approval horning, like, let me show you and let me just work extra hard to overcome this. None of it is helpful. Instead, it's about feeling the feelings and changing the story. So instead of this shouldn't be happening, of course this is happening. That is like one of my new favorite lines. You are free to steal it and play with it and go use it yourself. Of course this is happening. Of course I'm on vacation and my employees are creating problems. Like, of course that is happening. Now, with that being said, what am I going to do about it? What are the things that I can do? I could fly home. I could have the person that's in charge, make sure that things get more contained. I can deal with it when I get back. There's many different options, but I'm now coming from a place of being empowered. I'm coming from a place of my own power versus not power over somebody where it's like I'm going to dominate, but where I can go in and I can tap into the best of me, my resourceful self and figure things out. Byron Katie has this great quote that I use all the time with clients. And she says, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only... of the time. Let's stop arguing with reality. Let's stop telling ourselves the self-defeating thought. It seems so innocent, like, oh, really poor thing. This shouldn't be happening. But it's a really toxic belief. And that voice can be destructive for us. So instead of saying this shouldn't be happening, of course, this is happening. And go ahead and process all the feelings. Don't try to go into fixing it right away unless it's like, a fire that's happening, then yes, you need to get out of the building, right? If there's immediate danger, but go ahead and process, understand the time frame that you have to be able to make a decision and give yourself that space. Feel the feelings. Remember, grief is a process to go through. And so like in the case of a spouse having an affair or somebody getting sick in your family or your loved ones, there's a grief that you're going to go through. And give yourself that time to process it and really unpack all those stories in your head because our feelings come from our thoughts, from the things that we tell ourselves, from the things that we believe, and we often don't even question it. But my promise to you is that when you stop arguing and stop believing that this shouldn't be happening, you can then begin to process your moving through the situation and you will get to the other side. I'm not saying you can make it to the other side. You will get to the other side. And I understand. I know this seems hard and scary and even possible. And you're like, hell no, Corinne. I am not going to feel those horrible feelings. I want to be happy. I want to be happy, happy, joy, joy. I get that. I'm there with you. The problem is, is that if you don't feel the bad feelings, you cannot feel the good feelings and you numb yourself. And that, my friend, is not something you want. We want to feel all the feelings. It's like, all the colors of a rainbow or all the colors of, a, of ribbons for, you know, athletics. We want to feel it all. We just don't want to get stuck. And what happens is that when we try to outrun it, we wind up starting to live in the swampland of shame. And that is not a fantastic place to live in at all. It's dreary, it's, you know, it's drudgery, and it's depressing. So instead is move through this And you will get through it, but arguing with it is only going to make it last longer and it's going to add dirty pain to an already painful situation. So when, again, we'll go back to the spouse having an affair, arguing that this shouldn't have happened, this shouldn't be happening. Now you're adding more pain on top of an already painful situation, but you're not allowing yourself to process. So the reframe for whenever that voice in your head says, this shouldn't be happening, yours is of course this is happening. Then the next thing you say is, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it in my body? Is it fast or slow? Is it hard or soft? And really get connected to the feeling in our body. We need to develop and cultivate this emotional intelligence because the thing that we're so afraid of is it's our ignorance of our feelings, right? And not being able to understand that we have the ability to feel these feelings and move through them. They don't have to take us down. And then what are the stories in my head that are creating these feelings and unpack that and really look at, it. is it true? And when we get stuck, that's when it's so important to reach out. And here's the thing that's very important to reach out to somebody who's earned the right to hear your story, who has the ability to, to hold the space for you, who has the ability to be compassionate and not have judgment, who has the ability to be vulnerable. And because they're your spouse doesn't mean that they will be able to do that. Because they're your parent, they may not be able to do that. Because they're your sister, your best friend, they may not be able to do that and there's no need to judge them or think that they don't love you, they may not have the tools themselves. So find the person that you have in your life. And it may be somebody who's not necessarily on your inner circle. We hear about this all the time when people are going through tremendous struggle, whether it's affairs or health or financial difficulties. And sometimes the people who show up in those support seats are very random people in their lives. They weren't maybe their lifetime, long time best friends or their partners. So letting go of who it needs to be, but paying attention to who's earned the right to hear your story. And if it's not the right person, like I said earlier, that's okay. Let them free and go find somebody else. It doesn't mean you've done it wrong. You need support. We aren't meant to do it alone. And then eventually you will be able to move through it. And after you move through it, you can make a decision what do you want for you? And that is the beautiful thing in this whole process. If letting go of this shouldn't be happening and then you being empowered and deciding on where you are going to go and being the leader in your life. I now have two things for you to do. One is I want you to make sure you subscribe. The iTunes is changing things and you want to make sure you're subscribed. I talked about at the top of the show. So save your brain juice, go hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes. Get that done. The other is share your voice, leave a review of the show. Tell me what you love because your voice really matters. And then finally, if you want to practice this more about your mindset and your thoughts and your feelings, I have my mindset practice workbook that I use with my clients in the link in the show notes as well. So go and download that for yourself. All right. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. She is drifting, never been so wide away, captured in the